0: In this episode, I'm going to stand in defense of the hourly consultant. Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogène Cura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving B2B world. So, stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. I think this episode will not be my most popular one because tackling a subject where actually all consultants, at least all the consultants that I hear or that I read creating their own content, they hate the hourly model, or at least they will always recommend against working in an hourly model for their audiences or their clients or their uh, coaches. And while I actually mostly agree with them, I still believe that there are three contexts or three reasons which justify choosing to have an hourly consulting model. So what do I mean by hourly consulting model or being an hourly consultant? What I mean is that the unit of sale of your consulting service is time. And usually that time is based in hours, at least in North America, because I know that in Europe, it's a little bit different where your time can be uh, counted in days, which is actually even uh, a bit, uh, I would say kind of a bit worse because it assumes that as soon as you work for your uh, client on a time-related um, basis. You will work for her or for him the whole day. It's actually even a bit worse. But the hourly consultant is someone that exchange his service or his knowledge, her service or her knowledge against her or his time, her or his hours. Therefore, the most important variable of your business is your hourly rate because every revenue that you make is only a multiplication of that rate. So you really have to make sure that uh, you negotiate it as well as possible. Otherwise, you are, if I can say it like that, stuck with that hourly rate. But first of all, before providing any warning or any uh, negative sides to uh, being an hourly consultant, I'm going to provide three reasons why you can decide to become an hourly consultant. The first one is something that I um, have lived a lot or almost all of my career is when you are in a project where way too many variables are out of your control. Uh, let me explain. First of all, you find yourself in a project with a big company. And when I say big company, I'm talking about uh, multinationals that have uh, offices all over the world, a lot of users, a lot of different time zones, et cetera. So the first reason why it will be good to be an early consultant is when you have a contract where too many variables are out of your control. And uh, when I say too many uh, variables, I'm talking about the length of your contract, the complexity of the work that has to be done, or the fact that there are um, a lot of people or a lot of uh, organizations that have decision power that can impact your uh, contract. But you, you you have absolutely no control over that. And one thing that is uh, classic and that is the style that I live most of my career is when you do information technology implementations. I will be even more precise, is information technology implementations in big organizations, whether it's a big governmental organizations or a bigger private organizations. So I will be talking about your uh, Unilever implementing a, a new system at Nike, Adidas, Amazon, etc. on that type of project. If you have a fixed price for uh, information technology implementation and those uh, companies, you as a consultant run a pretty big risk if you only have a fixed price because if you start a project, an IT implementation project at a company, like uh, I'll take a big example. So uh, an example like Amazon that exists all over the world and that has uh, a lot of different systems that uh, will need to be uh, integrated, different languages. So that means that you're uh, also you uh, and your consulting teams, you will need people that are able to uh, communicate with those uh, people in those different languages and different time zones, a scope of the project that is usually well defined but the project is so long that sometimes companies like i'm saying amazon but it can be a, a lot of other companies they are uh, usually acquiring other companies or they are selling a uh, part of their company and all of that can impact the project and impact the length of the project if when you start you sign the contract and you say okay i'm gonna have a fixed price of uh, 10 million dollars to deliver that uh, project and uh, you think that that project will last for uh, two years but at the end it lasted for five years you become less and less profitable well, has, if you are working on an hourly basis, the thing that you uh, protect yourself with. At least is that you know that, uh, okay, if the project takes much longer than what is expected, at least I will be paid for that. And I believe that when you have, for example, so a a big IT implementations to do with the big organizations, I believe that a component of hourly in your pricing is uh, important to have so that you, uh, you kind of protect yourself a little bit just in case the project becomes much longer than anticipated. And believe me, that happens a lot. I'm going to make a specific episode on that, on the reasons why a lot of IT implementations uh, either fail or uh, they become too long or too costly. But uh, this happens a lot. So that's one reason or one context in which it is actually good to be an early consultant. Another context in which it is good to do it is uh, when you just started as a consultant and you were an employee, and let's say you were a a procurement specialist for uh, 10 years at different employers, and now you become a procurement consultant. You could directly start with a fixed price model or with any other uh, pricing model. But if you start with an hourly rate when you start your consulting business, it is not too bad because the way in which you will uh, calculate your pricing is that you could basically compare what was your uh, latest salary or the salary that has to be uh, competitive for the level of uh, skill that you have. And maybe you make it times uh, 1.5, times 2, times 3, and that becomes your uh, hourly rate as a consultant. I believe that it is still a valid way to start out with your pricing and then as you progress along, you might start to find ways to uh, put up a fixed price or productize a bit your services so that you're not always uh, on an hourly basis. So to me, that's the second uh, context in which you could be an hourly consultant. I will uh, explain the third reason why it is a good context to be an hourly uh, consultant. The reason is that it is easier to switch from hourly to a uh, fixed price or another uh, pricing model than the other way around. Let me explain. So let's take an example of you being at home and uh, you want to uh, renovate your kitchen. So you bring uh, some uh, workers that have the skills to uh, renovate kitchens, basically. On your invoice, very often you will have different items. You could have an item related to uh, the travel. And usually the travel is kind of a fixed price according to uh, how far you are, that's one thing. Then you also have as an item the service itself, so kitchen renovation. And kitchen renovation is a fixed price of $10,000, for example. But then there's usually a caveat in the pricing, in the offer that the the workers are providing is that um, they will say, okay, if your request becomes more complex than what we were thinking, or if you start to have new requirements, that's when they start to put an hourly price so that they kind of protect themselves as soon as the work becomes bigger than what they uh, expected. And you as a client, as you buy those services, so for example, you buy a kitchen renovation service, you will see it a little bit as a punishment, like, okay. I initially said that uh, the renovation of my kitchen would be uh, some kind of standard work. I didn't know that, uh, I don't know, because I have granite, it's uh, becoming more complex. So now my service provider is charging me some uh, hourly price. So uh, then the hourly uh, price that you pay is a little bit seen as a punishment for uh, you asking the service provider to work longer on more complex stuff than uh, what he was expecting. So I believe that's also a little bit more for the beginner. I believe that if you are an uh, hourly consultant in that context, it is better because when you um, start from a fixed price to an hourly, you protect yourself. But if you have underestimated the work that uh, had to be done and uh, you go from a fixed price and that looks very attractive and then you start with an hourly that sounds more expensive than the client was paying at the fixed price, the clients might be frustrated. So these are the three reasons why I stand a bit in defense of the hourly consultants. But overall, if you want my opinion, there are a lot. um, negative sides or downside being an uh, hourly consultant. Only in the context in which your um, hourly rate enables you to live a pretty easy life, but still a middle class life. If you have an hourly rate that is astronomical, that can get you into half a million dollars or uh, only uh, through an hourly rate, then it's another story. Actually, it's a completely valid model. But to me, there are downsides to it. The first downside of uh, being an hourly consultant is the fact that if you are not working, there is absolutely uh, zero dollars or zero euros, zero whatever that enters into your bank account. I believe that it is uh, not good. It is very difficult to scale an hourly model because there is a finite amount of hours in the day and you still have to sleep, you still have to eat, you still have to do other things that work every day. And you're, uh, almost your only way to scale is to hire new people. So the growth of your company is directly related to the growth of your uh, headcount. You need more people to uh, deliver more hourly projects. And today we are in an era of uh, the startup, the SaaS company that uh, only has, I don't know, a hundred employees, but already has a huge uh, valuation on the market. It's a model that looks like it will be dying in the next decades, to be honest. But the other thing that uh, I don't like about the hourly model is that when you have started as a certain price range. In some industries, it can be a little bit difficult to increase your price, but to increase it significantly. But the other way to increase significantly your price is to change the model, is to go from hourly to a fixed price simply, or to itemize, productize your services. So yes, so I believe that uh, for a consultant, hourly is not the best model, but it's not always a bad idea to be an hourly consultant. So in some context, it's still good. It still protects you against a project that take way too much uh, time and, uh, and resources to be completed. So maybe I'm expecting some backlash about this episode but uh, I believe that it needed to be said because when I listen to podcasts or when I read some uh, content I can read and listen to a lot of uh, people saying yeah I have never done hourly I will never sell my hours etc cetera, etc cetera. but the truth is not that black and white it's not that uh, simple there are contexts in which uh, hourly actually can make sense even though as a business model long term this is in general not the best model at all So I hope that uh, you have enjoyed listening to this episode about uh, being in defense of the hourly consultants. And uh, I can't wait to get back in touch with you next week for the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogen tirande